You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. Back with episode number two of three today. And this is going to be what would have been like the off day episode. So since we talked about Tampa Bay, I want to talk about a couple of general things around the Blue Jays. And then we'll start discussing Boston in the third episode that will come out hopefully before the game starts. We'll see what happens. I I also kind of need to eat. But whatever. My stomach can wait And hopefully the microphone does not pick it up. Anyway, we are going to discuss uh, what the most recent departure from the Blue Jays 40-man roster means for another person who is still on it. I know, I couldn't be more vague if I tried. (laughs) But whatever, I have to keep you tuned in so you'll listen to part two, right? Um... But before we get into our first topic, just a reminder that this episode of Locked On Blue Jays is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates is your whatever you need kind of delivery service, anything you're craving. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON and you get that 100 bucks. It's that easy. So, yeah, we um, I teased this a little bit in the previous episode, but... Steve Simmons keeps writing about the Blue Jays, and I'm just starting to get sick of it. Honestly, I don't even... I I clicked on the article from yesterday, and I kind of wish I didn't, because that gives the Sun a click. And the Sun's a, not a great newspaper. There are parts of it that can be good. I think Rob Longley does a good job covering the Blue Jays. But for the most part, the Sun is pretty garbage. So... Yeah, I, Simmons has been in the news lately for calling Mark Shapiro an invisible president, which I am sorry, did Paul Beeston go out of his way to be in people's faces when he was president? Stupid premise to start. Then in yesterday's Sun article, he talks about the provocatively headlined the fight to bring Bo Bichette to the Blue Jays. And you wonder, oh, is he going to go back to the whole, you know, summer rehashing, like the struggle to get Sogard out to bring Bichette up? Nope. This, uh, this article is just another excuse for Steve Simmons to slam the current Blue Jays front office, which, hey, there are definitely things you can slam the front office for. Like, you know, the questionable extensions they've given already to current Blue Jays. And then the whole handling of assets 
in order to maximize their value. There are things you can criticize them for. But what Simmons wants to do is essentially take the two stars that were essentially banked on by the Blue Jays to sell tickets this season, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette, and just take them out out of their hands completely. Because again, this is what Steve Simmons does. He has a track record of just attacking the front office because he does not like the front office, because the front office does not like him. They do not talk to him. They don't give him anything. And you wonder why with hit pieces like this one. Anyway, Simmons leads off talking about J.B. Woodman, who was the choice of Atkins and Shapiro ahead of Bo Bichette, who got taken nine picks later. And he goes in on how it was a fight. And, and uh, Bo Bichette's not the kind of guy they drafted and, and not who they wanted. And they didn't want high school players. And basically starts contra- contrasting Woodman and Bichette. And... Like, I mean, we all know what happened to J.B. Woodman. He got traded to St. Louis in the deal to get Aledmus Diaz. And, you know, that turned into the deal for Trent Thornton. So I guess they did all right with that asset in at least turning it into something that has value, even if J.B. Woodman did not because J.B. Woodman washed out of baseball already at 24 but anyway, that was not the point of this article. The point of this article was to just essentially go after Shapiro and Atkins and take Bichette away from them because he gives all the credit to Matt Bischoff, who's a scout in Florida, which fine, he did a lot of the work. I, I'm good with that. And then talks about how all the people who were with the Blue Jays got fired or let go because they didn't jive with the front office vision like how he gives most of the credit to you know guys like scouting director Brian Parker who was fired later in 2016 it it just it was it struck me as like a convoluted way to just get an attack in and it's, it's like trying to weaponize something that is good for the purposes of just sowing discord, which, you know, honestly is pretty in line with the sun lately, but it just smacked of bitterness and smacked of, you know, just essentially a hit job. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They made the pick. I mean... Whatever. Do you want do you want to blast the Phillies for drafting Mickey Moniak like like he does? He says the twenty sixteen draft wasn't great. Then again, what draft is? It's a it's a lottery at the best of times. Cause you don't know how these guys are gonna pan out. The Blue Jays managed to get someone who did. And this whole aspect of oh, they don't like high school players, yeah, that's that's why they went and traded Marcus Stroman for an eighteen year old who they wanted to draft out of high school and Simeon Woods Richardson. Yeah, they they hate high school players. It it just it it's such a disingenuous article that just kind of ticked me off. He gave he gave Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to Alex Anthopoulos and he gave Bobachet to Matt Bischoff, who's still in the organization, by the way. 
but he didn't mention that until like the base end of the article that oh Matt Bischoff is still here so he he quickly got all the people out of the way that that had been let he he rearranged the facts to basically try and hit Shapiro and Atkins again and again it, it was it just smacks of like whining almost that Simmons doesn't get to the point where he has been previously when you know he lit up Twitter with <laughs> remarks that encouraged Jose Bautista to ask him who he was and why is he talking to him which is Steve Simmons lasting contribution to Blue Jays lore is that tweet from Jose Bautista like it's it's just frustrating and I appreciate y'all for letting me vent on that just because I, there there are many reasons to criticize this front office. Just because you don't like them isn't one of them. And like trying to distort the facts like that, it's a it's a typical sun move, and I I just can't abide by it. So we will talk about something good, I promise, in the second half of the podcast. But before we get there. Just a reminder that this episode is also sponsored by BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com, that's blue, like in the color blue. It brings you the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to work and give you that performance boost that you are looking for. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a regular pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. It's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so you don't have to go to the doctor and ask for it and hem and haw and take 15 more minutes than you need to. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy and... The best of all, there's no more awkwardness, and we all could use a little less awkwardness in our lives. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to your door, it's actually cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, there is a special deal for listeners of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You just visit BlueChew.com, get your first shipment for free when you use the special promo code MLB. You just got to pay the $5 in shipping. So, again, that's bluechew.com. It's blues and blue jays. Promo code MLB to try it for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So... Again, I teased how the recent 40-man move for the Blue Jays spelled doom for another member of that roster. Well, the recent move was that Bo Taylor was cut in order to make room for Anthony Kay. Taylor was immediately claimed by Oakland and went back to their roster. So the reason why I said that has a drastic impact on this roster on the roster spot of another Blue Jay, and one who's relatively well-liked in Blue Jays land, 
is that this means that the Blue Jays front office is incredibly confident in Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire handling catching duties for the rest of the year. And what that means is that Luke Mealy has played his last game as a Toronto Blue Jay unless he suddenly converts to relieving full-time, which that might not be a bad idea, given his sparkling 0.00 ERA, which leaves the Toronto Blue Jays this season. But no, the the offensive production that Reese McGuire has shown has been uh, astonishing. Like, he is the only other Blue Jays batter other than Bo Bichette to crack the 300 line. He's now batting 323 after last night's game in Boston, which we will be talking about on the next episode of Locked on Blue Jays. But it's that kind of confidence that shows just how much faith the Blue Jays front office actually has in Reese being able to sustain this and actually, you know, making this a platoon situation. I don't think even going into like July, people thought that Danny Jansen would be bumped back into a platoon situation. They they thought that he would be able to work on whatever struggles he had at the plate. And like he has worked on them. But Reese has been so proficient at the plate, even without walks. Because in 68 at-bats this season, he has two walks. So it's not like the, it's the batting eye that's doing it for him. It's being able to make contact and being able to get extra base hits. He's He's got eight of his 21 hits going for extra bases, and that's only been going up more recently. So with Reese McGuire able to do that and able to show he's more than just a defensive backup, that instantly spelled doom for Luke Maley because before September, you could have argued that maybe they want to keep Reese McGuire in Buffalo since he still has options. And that way they can try and find a trade for Luke Maley or something. I I think they're going to have to do that sooner rather than later because Reese McGuire is showing he's not going anywhere. He's staying in the major league level. They're going to have to call up like Riley Adams or something to be in Buffalo next year because Reese ain't going back. Like you can you can have Adams and Beck or something, but... Reese has done that, and I know we talked about potentially trading Reese McGuire while he's showing this bat to try and get, like, pitching help. It's starting to reach a point where I don't think you can trade him just because of what he offers in that platoon situation with Danny Jansen. He has just as good an arm as Danny Jansen. He's shown that repeatedly this month. He should have had another caught ceiling in last night's game against Boston, but, you know, Gorkis Hernandez just body check that ball out of Bobachet's glove, which sidebar, whoever's selling the Blue Jays gloves, get better gloves. Derek Fisher keeps dropping balls. Bobachet can't keep that ball in there. It it might be a major league baseball thing, because Ronald Acuna had that home run ball from Scott Kingery squirt out of his glove. And maybe maybe they just need to work on grip strength or something. I don't know. I'm not a professional. I am just a girl who sits here and babbles on about the Blue Jays. But anyway, we're off track. Reese McGuire is is proving he has more value than just being a backup. He is showing that he deserves a chance to hit at a regular basis. Like, I mean, Luke Maley is great for like 
40 games in a season. You don't want to be running him out there any more than that. Even, even, even like 50 is probably a bit too much, but what Reese is doing is showing that he can, he can make this like, uh, like a 90, 70 or, or an 80, 80 even. And, just split it so that, you know, Danny Jansen isn't as overworked and has a chance to like sit and, and rest up and be more effective at the plate. And and the Blue Jays won't really lose anything, which, you know, considering the price they paid to get Reese McGuire was taking on the additional con- a salary of Francisco Liriano, that's a that's a pretty good return on investment for this team. And it shows that, you know, given the opportunity, they will use that capital to improve the team now as well as later. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Luke Maley. It was nice meeting you at the uh, at the winter event in January. But, um, yeah, it, it wasn't going to be anything permanent, bud. Sorry. Like I said, work on work on that uh, work on that pitching arm it might be the next Russell Martin. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the second episode of the day. Again, we are going to have one more where we focus exclusively on the Boston game from last night and the rest of the Boston series. So, reminder, follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Jays. Follow it on Instagram Facebook, make sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe on Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode, even when I don't have to do hurricane episodes like this. Uh, But anyway, we will be right back at you with the third and final episode of the day. So for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jasonthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.